everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pink Pill. I am your host, Jamie Lynn, and I am here with one of my very, very good friends and celebrity makeup artist, Kevin Matthews. Hello, hello. Welcome to Pink Pill, Kev. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm excited. Kev, uh, Kev snatched my face right before, uh, right before today, and now I'm just, I'm never gonna ever do my makeup without you ever again. That's fine. You know, I'm here all the damn time. (laughs) I'm here. We're kind of, we kind of live close together. We're like neighbors. We're like a mile away. Yeah. Instead of borrowing sugar, I'm just gonna borrow your highlighter. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Unlimited everything. Um, but today, you know, we've got an interesting topic for you guys. So in this podcast, we talk a little bit about love, dating, relationships, and I kind of wanted to touch on the LGBT community and talk about what it's like dating same sex, um, within your same, same sex. So same sex relationships. So Kev, you are, how do you identify as, how should we, what language should we use today? Cause you know, everybody, well, look like. Not to be too like uh, politically correct, but we do want to be respectful of the community. We want to make. I, I try to like. I'll call any. I'll call anybody whatever they want. You yeah. know. I'll be honest. I'm a smartass. Okay. So I love <laughs> when people just say whatever. Okay. Um, I don't get offended by anything, but I mean, just gay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Little homo in the world. So, Kev, you're gay. <laughs> All right, and you're currently in a relationship, right? And how long have you guys been together? A little over six months. Six months, okay. Longest and as I've ever lasted in a relationship. Is it is it really your longest relationship? Well, I'll be honest, I've never really been in a full length relationship because I get tired of their shit like right away. Mm. Like this one is a keeper for sure. I saw him doing like really cute stuff for you on Instagram. You guys do cute stuff for each other. Oh yeah. Is that common in like, you know, LGBT community? Or do you think that like I feel like it's common in some people. I don't mm-hmm. personally feel like it's everybody because I feel like in the community there's there's always that excuse of I don't want a relationship, I don't want this, I don't want that. So I don't see it often. Like I'll be honest, like when I got my boyfriend, I was kind of like shocked about how like chivalrous he is. Mm-hmm. If I have a pimple on my face, he'll bring me pimple patches. If I have a long hair on my eyebrow, he'll bring me scissors. Like it's so different and it's so rare. I feel in my personal experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's beautiful. But I feel like it's not like that with everybody, though, now. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, like, your journey and, like, how you kind of, you know, it, like, how did you, like, when did you know that you were gay or attracted to men? Honestly, at a very young age. Okay. I used That's to, usually what I hear, too. Yeah. No, and, you know, I feel like I've been, I grew up in a very, very Christian household. So it was kind of, like, brainwashed in my brain that gay's wrong, gay's wrong, gay's wrong. And I felt like at a young age I was hiding so much. But I knew, I mean... At the age of three, I was standing with a t-shirt on my head on a cooler in the living room singing Selena. Like, I've always just... <laughs> the queen. The queen, always. Okay. You know, so I feel like at a very young age, I always did have those, like, more, I guess, feminine ways, which doesn't mean you're gay, but I just always felt more attracted to, I guess, the feminine stuff. Mm-hmm. As Are my you brother Latino? Was... So I'm actually Iberian, Italian, and Greek. Oh. Yeah, so I'm kind of... Does the culture affect, like, the judgment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, growing up with my aunt, um, she had a different father as my mom, so she do, She was Latina. Oh. So, you know, hearing her say, oh, if my kids were ever like that, I'd abandon them. But she mm. was also the closest thing to me, so I was like, oh, I love, I love women. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was just kind of things I felt like were brainwashed into my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nowadays, I feel like it's more free, but it's still scary to be who you are. You know, I, I, I had, um, when I, back when I was living back in California, 
um, one of my male friends who was also gay, I asked him the same question and his answer always shook me. I was like, well, how did you know that you were gay or attracted to men? And he said, well, how did you know you were straight? And I was like, whoo, damn, mic drop. Damn, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, damn, that that's, but that really stuck. Even, even saying that now gives me goosebumps because um, I think that there's the tendency, especially in religious households, right? I'm Christian as well. Yeah. So I, I'm familiar with that, didn't receive the back end of that because I'm not, but mm. I can only imagine you're, you're taught that there is something fundamentally wrong with you as a person. Oh, yeah. Um, but God loves you, but, you know, and, and yeah. I, for some reason, that never really took root in myself. I never really could wrap my mind around how a loving God would just look at one of his children that way. Um, So that never really sat well with me. I think there's a big difference between um, religion and relationship with God. I feel like so many people force their own personal opinions on what they think God Mm -hmm. is instead Mm -hmm. of actually opening up the Bible. We're all going to go through judgment one day. Right. That's something that's going to happen. It's inevitable. And when that day comes, that's between me and God. Mm -hmm. That's not between me and my parents. That's not between me and anybody besides me and God. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've accepted. I said, you know, I'm going to live life on earth as happy as I could be and just keep working and doing hopefully what makes God proud. But at the end of the day, we do have our own relationship. And I, I love that you, I love that. And I, I, I can stand behind that. And I think, look, if, if you want to say that you're Christian or whatever, whatever faith, the foundation and the basis, the basis of, of those faith is, is love. And if you do anything other than that, regardless of whether you agree with what somebody chooses to identify as or their sexuality or whatever, you're not really walking in love, which again would be a violation of whatever spiritual principle you have. So just kind of keep that in mind as a point of reference. Oh, exactly. Um, Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your love life. So you're in a relationship, you've been in a relationship for six months. Like, do you think like, well, have you ever dated a woman? No, but I did have my first kiss with a woman. What was that like? I was like, get the fuck away from me. Did she try to tongue you? <laughs> she was this nerdy girl. Okay. And she was like a little kinky. Oh, no. She was this, Yeah, this was like, I think ninth grade. And she was like, I need to kiss someone. And she came up to me and she kissed me. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm gay. I'm was gay. that just like a check off? The, the, oh, if yeah. you didn't know, now you know. And those <laughs> lips were crusty. And I was like, oh, hell no. Go get the chapstick. hell away from me right now. But I mean, I knew I was gay then, but in denial, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was like, maybe I like women. Like I've had crushes on women when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but I think it was just more of the aspect of I've I've always loved everything beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was younger, I remember I'd had friends and moms that are like, you like bimbos. You only like bimbos. And I'm like, no, I like women that take care of themselves and they're just powerful. Mm -hmm. If you think that's a bimbo, then go for it. (laughs) But I've just always loved beautiful things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If... Like, people always talk down on women that get boob jobs or whatever. I think it's fucking awesome. I'm like, do what you got to do. If you want filler, get filler. I've just always loved that aspect of everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I was younger, I'd be like, maybe I am attracted to them. But no, I just loved the beauty. You can recognize beauty. Yeah, I can recognize beauty. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the same thing as knowing somebody's attractive but not being sexually attracted to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a good, that's an important distinction to make. Yeah, of course. How, How old were you when you, did you, did you have a coming out to your parents i i hear this thing in the lgbt community where it's not just a coming out it's it's something that they have to do over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. is that something that you experienced 
thank God, no. Um, like I said, you know, my parents were very religious, but they're also, in my opinion, they are like a perfect example of a good Christian. They love you hard no matter what. I was very, I was scared, of course. I don't know why I came out. I don't remember what happened or why I needed to come out. But I ended up coming out to my grandparents first. And then I came out to my brother, which was the scariest because my brother is like the biggest alpha. Like he's a okay. cop. Like, you know what I mean? So finally, you know, I actually came out and I texted my mom. And she just texted me back and said, the only problem I have with you is that you were going through all this all along by yourself. Oh, God. And what a beautiful answer. Yeah. I don't think it can get better than that. No. And, you know, my dad was the same way. My dad was like, you know, son, come home. I went back to their house and my dad just gave me the biggest hug. And my dad goes, I love you for who you are. I don't care what the world says. But again, he, of course, he had his opinions on some things where he's like, you know, just don't do this. Don't do that. But at the same time, you know, he understands that I am a very different individual. Mm -hmm. I love who I am. I've always loved who I am. I don't really have insecurities. But, you know, it was just good hearing that no matter what, they love me. Mm -hmm. You know, my boyfriend now, because he's officially like my boyfriend i introduced him i, I want to meet him that. i'm really oh. upset that i haven't met him yet oh you'll love him <laughs> i bet i bet i will <laughs> oh yeah no i love him because he's just hardcore like he loves me for me he yeah. never wants me to change for him he's like if you feel like there's anything you need to change in your life do it for you what what healthy advice that's oh, beautiful gives me a lot how did you guys meet a dating app Okay. Yeah. I don't think dating apps yeah. are bad. I think you just know how to use them intelligently. Yeah. You know, a well, lot of people waste their time on them. We'll see. Exactly. My thing on there was like, my friends and I would download these gay dating apps mm -hmm. and we would just be like, let's what's on there, whatever. So yeah. I never really interacted with guys on there because it was one thing of like, where are you at? Let's hook up. I don't do that. I've yeah. always just been that person that was like, I'm good. Thank you. Cause do I don't you, get off on that. Do you feel like there's more of like a hookup culture in the LGBT community? Oh, a thousand percent. Tell me, tell me a little bit about like before you were in a relationship, which what dating was like for you as, as a gay man. I'll be honest. I don't know if I just ran into dirt on the floor humans or what it was, but I, they looked at me like I was a damn sugar daddy. Really? Oh yeah. I, it would tell be... me, tell me like what you would see, like what happened oh, yeah. to you? Were they just asking you for money right off the bat? It was a little bit of, yeah, actually, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to try to make an excuse. They would. They would Really? Just like, how does, yeah. how on earth does that happen where somebody's like, yo, I need some cash? I have the nicer things in life. I work hard for what I have. So I think when they see that, they're like, oh, he has money. Mm. I'm working every day. Just I know like everybody you are. else trying to kick some ass every like everybody else. But I'm a little too generous. And then they would take advantage of that right away. And I would think that was I was they liked me and they wanted my love. But at the end of the day, it was just they wanted weed. They wanted nice dinners. They wanted this. They wanted that. Even with friends. I was always like, oh, OK, bought my friend a Gucci backpack for his birthday. Mm. Turned into the biggest fucking piece of shit I've ever met in my life. Really? Oh, Aww. yeah. So I feel like, you know. Last couple of people, I really, I didn't really consider myself in a relationship or really dating, but it was kind of like we'd kiss. Like I, I'm like again, I don't hook up, I don't do that. Yeah, you know, immediately, hey babe, can you send me a hundred dollars so I could buy some weed? And my dumbass would be like, okay, of course I'm going to buy you some weed. Like <laughs> it was just who I am because I felt bad because I was like, you know, maybe their financial situation isn't as good as mine. But at the end of the day, I learned that's not my fucking problem. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault they don't want to work hard. They want to sit at home and do drugs or do whatever the fuck they're doing all day long. Well, don't, you're not stupid for doing that. So don't yeah. put yourself down. You know, there's nothing, there's no shame in being a kind 
person. You know, there is some responsibility in how you manage that and why you're doing what you're doing. We always want to take a look at why we're doing certain things, why we're entertaining certain things, you know, but like caring, like I I, I always kind of say this to people. There's a big difference between support and saving. Yeah. And you have to be able to tell the difference between the two. Like most people are actually very supportive of each other, but there but there is usually more empathic people tend to feel the need to save and they feel responsible for the well-being of their partner, you know. I know that you're a very caring person. I, I remember the first time I met you. Do you remember that mm-hmm. day? Ranch Island. Oh, my God. So we were on this photo shoot, right? And and Kev was there with another one of our friends. And um, I can't even tell you how many times I lost my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I lost my fucking phone. And... I was just running around like a little free spirit. And well, it was like hot. Too. It was really everyone hot. Hydrated. Everyone was like everywhere. Yeah. And you were just like, and I had that. No, I have to rewind. I showed up by myself. It was this like photo shoot thing. Right. And I saw you and Stephanie and you, and you guys wrote me in. Yeah. Why did you do that? Everyone had an attitude problem, but we just felt a good like vibe from you. Cause I remember you were sitting alone. I think you're talking to a photographer. Yeah. And I had never been to something like that before. I did not same. know what I was walking into. And I was like, what are all these girls doing here? It was like a group yeah. photo shoot. And I was like, uh, I brought like one swimsuit, I think. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, like, and then Stephanie cool. let me go through her suitcase and we hung out the whole day. No, and that's, I think that's what we liked. Because I remember when we first saw you, we go, she's pretty. She might be mean. <laughs> no! You walked up. I was like, oh my God, I love her. And she said the same thing. She was like, oh, my God, we need to stop judging people. <laughs> and I was like, no, legit. Because, like, you know, I think you were by yourself and you were just kind of like. So we were like, is she nice? Is she not? Because the people that we ran into that day, there was a specific model. There was two models. We walked into the room where everyone was changing in that yeah, gym. Yeah, that was a big ass room. Oh, yeah. And there was this girl and she was changing in the mirror. And we were trying to be social because we've never been to an event like that as well. And there was a girl standing behind her and she looked at her and she goes, Oh my God, you you look so beautiful. I love your shoes. Where did you get them? And she looked at her in the mirror and said, "Fuck off." She said, "Fuck off." Yeah, and we were like, "Oh, what?" Okay, so we kind of stayed. Yeah, we just stayed on our own little thing. We were like, "Fuck these people." We're like, "I don't want to be friends with any of these fucking people." Yeah. So we were kind of like, oh. Wow. Well, I can see how that would really like set the tone and like make somebody on edge. Yeah, because we're. I was yeah. a little intimidated um, because I didn't know what that was. Um, and then I was like, but I'm pretty like I, r- I ride solo all the time Me and too. I don't have an issue with it. I don't really run in a pack. I run by myself. <laughs> for the no, most part. no, she goes with a security guard all the time. <laughs> every single time. No. <laughs> As she should, Jamie Kardashian. You um, do look like Kim Kardashian <laughs> right now. I do right now. Thanks, oh, my Kim. God. Like. <laughs> The level. Oh my God. Okay. Snatched my face. Okay. Got the beat going on. Was good. Um, if okay. she stands up, she got the booty to go with it. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do y'all want to see it? Just kidding. We'll say that. For <laughs> it was leg day yesterday. <laughs> the confidence is up right now. <laughs> no, but I, I will say this though about you guys. I felt a warm energy coming from you too. And you. it was a very intimidating situation to walk into. And I fucking lost my phone a hundred fucking times. <laughs> and like you always had it and you had my back and you immediately became a pr- protective over both Stephanie and I because we were just like, 
we were just like running around and we would have to go to this person to this person and we were just having a good time and I will say it was because of your energy and your presence that it, it made me feel safe enough to do that I'm usually not somebody that can really let down my guard in a situation like that but because of you I was able to have fun Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I, so like, I understand like the, like, and look, you never want to change those qualities about yourself, but you do need to manage who gets them. Like, I think like going back now, can you see like potential red flags, like looking at that, like, what would those be? My God, everything from where we met, from the conversation to everything. I, you know, I was a stalker, you know, like when I would meet someone, I'd be like, what's your Instagram? Just to see, like. I feel like we all do that, right? Yeah. Like, that's like yeah. the first thing when you meet somebody is like, look at their Instagram, look at their followers. Who are they yes. following? Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I do. Because yeah. it lets you know what it lets you know. Like, you can tell a guy who's here to fuck versus like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, sure. just by looking at their followers. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I feel like the thing, too, is I don't come off as probably the most enthusiastic person ever because when I, I get anxiety super bad. So if I'm at a bar, I'm like. But at the end of the day, I'm very nice, you know, and I feel like when I'd meet other people, they were so just fucking rude. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, maybe that's they're just have anxiety, too. I'm like, no, they're just a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and I realize that now I think I always had too much sympathy for a lot of people I met. I didn't date too many people. But from what I've seen, you know, some of my friends that are gay go through or just anything, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with people? First thing people would do is they'd meet him at a bar. Like my biggest thing is like my boyfriend and I both have this agreement where we don't need to be at a gay bar. Gay bars to me, I mean, I've walked in and people are having sex in the bathroom. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that at the bar sometimes? Oh yeah. (laughs) Is that something like culturally that you feel like is more prevalent in the LGBT community? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was impressive. Oh yeah. I feel like there's no holds bar. I feel like if they're horny, they're horny, they'll do what they want to do. Yeah. And you know, it's, each to their own. I don't judge them. I just kind of feel like, you know, that's not for me. And I feel like I've been shamed for that by some of my gay friends. If they're like, oh, my God, you've never really had sex. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 28. Wow. I'm 29, girl. Yeah. Evan, I'm just now learning this about you. Wow. Yeah, I, you, know, you know what? Like, that's, fuck, that's powerful. Right. And good for you. Because that's a really hard thing to, that's a really hard thing to hold on to, especially in today's culture. And yeah. especially... Well, it sounds like especially harder in the LGBT community because yeah. it's it might may, I'm not saying everybody in the community, but you're seeing a lot of that like sexual like pull. Oh yeah, and you know what's crazy is there there's no like how do I explain it? It's not like not there's not enough morals. It's just they don't give a fuck. There's so many STDs. There's so many things going around nowadays. It's like, but they think it's okay because there's a pill, uh-huh. and I'm like. But it damages your body. It damages your relationship with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So my thing is I just was never that person. You know, if someone thought I was good looking, I'd try to go on dates with them. Mm -hmm. I would try to do that. But once I felt like they were a a piece of shit, I would be like, bye. Mm -hmm. Have no desire. You know? Well, I think you probably saved yourself a lot of heartbreak by doing it that way. Oh, yeah. I built this wall. The first person I ever really, really liked was someone that was straight. Mm Mm-hmm. And I met him at a party. Well, what are the quote? Was he not really straight or? I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. Okay. I think he was one of those people that didn't understand life mm-hmm. and didn't know what he wanted. Okay. Yeah. Because so he's like maybe exploring or bi possibly? I think he was exploring okay. because it was one of those people. I'd go visit him at work all the time. He would tell me because he worked overnight. Oh, please come visit me. Please come visit me on board. I'd go. So eventually I was like, oh, I really like this person. 
we ended up hanging out and noticed he started doing a lot of drugs, but I was young and stupid and was like, it's okay. That's just, he's okay. He's fine. Mm -hmm. And then realized he was sleeping with a woman behind my back. They would tell me he loved me. And I never said it back though, mm. because I already knew what was going to happen. I was like, okay, so you only talk about your past relationships that are women, but I think you're attracted to me because I have a good personality and I'm there for you. You're lonely. Ooh. And I was that person to be like, oh, well, you know, I want people to be happy but, and sacrifice my own happiness. Now I look back and I'm like, fuck him. He's a fucking It could have, you know, I'm almost wondering if it's this. It could it could be that, but it could also be like he really did like you, but he, he like maybe he doesn't feel free to express that because of the judgment or the criticism he received. Oh, so yeah. he felt like he had to reject you because this would be more socially acceptable. Oh, 100%. To be honest, I, I kind of thought that as well because like, he would say things like, you're more beautiful than a diamond on the center of the earth. And I would be like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. I've never been told that before. Thanks, Aladdin. You know, yeah, literally. <laughs> he looked like Aladdin, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, I can Ooh. show you yeah. that. Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I think is so crazy is how people, and I understand that, you know, if you're not going to be accepted by your family and your friends, sometimes you do put them before instead of yourself because you just, that's all you know what to do. Yeah, well, it's survival, right? Yeah, it's survival. Like, I, I really couldn't, I, I can't, I can sympathize with, I can, I, I will never know what that's like, right? To put, to, to be somebody that has to make a decision like that. I couldn't even imagine the burden that the LGBT community has to carry when it comes to some of these things, because they are unique challenges, challenges that like a straight person doesn't have to announce that they're straight, right? They'll no. never have to have that conversation with somebody. Like it's already implied and assumed, but somebody in the LGBT community is going to have to do that. And they're going to have to assess whether it's even safe enough for them to oh, do yeah. that. And then, you know, and then trusting the person not to weaponize that against him. And, and, and this is something that most people don't have to think about and consider. So I think it's a really brave thing to, to trust somebody with. And, and it, and it makes me sad too, that it's even, it's even something that that community has to go through. No, a hundred percent. I feel like people might say it's accepted to be gay, to be trans, to be any of this. Because it's the year. People always say, it's 2023, you're accepted. No, mm -hmm. you're not. At the end of the day, everyone in this world has a different opinion on you. It's up to you to love yourself and to respect yourself to learn that the world's opinion doesn't fucking count. If you just sit there every day and say, oh, well, you know, I feel like this person might not like me because I'm gay. And I've had friends do that where they would come out to this person, they wouldn't accept them anymore, and they would take them out of their life. Mm. and they would be like, oh, I'm so empty inside. I go, no, you need to build yourself back up because that's a person that didn't need to be in your life. Oh. And if you love yourself, no nothing in this world can hurt you. I've been, I've worked multiple jobs where I've had people degrade me like I'm a piece of shit because I was gay. The My old boss when I worked in jewelry was a fucking awful human being. And I wouldn't, it would get to me for a little bit because I just wanted to go off. But at the same time, I was like, I love myself. What does it matter what this bitch says? Because at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, she's this age, still living this life. I won't be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, and it sounds kind of fucked up to say, but you know, I... I love it. Yeah, I'm like, people, some people <laughs> love are it. destined for greatness, and some people, I, I would look at her, like, I'd come in with, like, I always carry a nice bag. That's one thing about me. I love Louis Vuitton. I love okay, Hermes. I love, like, I've always been that way. I would come into work with, like, my multicolor Louis Vuitton, and she'd be like, mm. God, you look so gay today. Why are you carrying it like that? 
and I'd be like, okay, and your eyes wonky, bitch. <laughs> and, but I would get in trouble, but I'm like, why, why isn't I, she? Yeah, I'm like, well, why am like I getting Well, it's like one-sided, right? Because you're dishing out. I'm not saying what you're doing is healthy, yeah. okay? But like, you know, you're matching it, and, and then you're the only one getting punished for it. Oh, and that's been my entire life. I was raised, my entire family just has big fucking mouths. But we're those people that will back it up. So it's hard. It's the Greek, huh? shit. And you know, that's one thing I've learned is now that I'm growing older, and my boyfriend's taught me this because he's a little hothead too. But I'm one of those people where I'm, I'm very sensitive, mm -hmm. beyond sensitive. So if I meet someone and I don't get that warm welcoming, in my mind, I'm like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Already, yeah. But in my mind, this could be the greatest person in the world. They could be such an angel but with my view sometimes i would be like fuck them i don't know they don't want to know gets to know me they won't you know what i mean do you think that that kind of comes from maybe past experiences that you've had oh, in yeah. dealing with people because that's kind of how i i think I, I think we you know we make judgments and and we should like i i it's it's annoying to me when i hear oh we shouldn't judge people and we shouldn't this i understand where you're going with that but we all make judgments if i'm yeah. walking through a dark alley and somebody is coming at me with a knife i'm gonna make a judgment about that we all we make judgments every single day i make judgment should i go is the light red like we're always making judgments um you know and it's 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 the meaning that you give it and how you manage it that really is is the root of it right um, but judgment itself is not something bad. It, it's just, are you criticizing, putting somebody down, doing that kind of judgment? Yeah. That, that wouldn't be good. Oh, right. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, but I think like, you know, in situations like that, it really is, it, it was one sided. And, you know, when you have these negative experiences where people have hurt you or have let you down, or you haven't been able to trust them, you know, cause we're not born that way. That's, no. that's the key. Like, I don't like babies don't have trust issues. They're like, they're not worried about if they're going to be annoying to their mom or they don't care if they're waking their mom up at 5 a.m. They're like, feed me. I'm lovely. They love yeah. looking at themselves in the mirror. They don't care if they've got a little fat roll on their arm. Yeah. They're like, I'm beautiful, yeah. you know. Um, and so we're that's our true state. And yet life, you know, and our, our painful experiences starts creating a separation for our true state. And, and, and healing is getting back to that state. Oh, 100 percent. And that's why I feel like for myself personally now. I still have my days. Someone gives me an attitude. I'm like, the fuck's your problem? But now <laughs> I've realized I'm 29 years old and I'm successful. There's nothing for me to be angry about. Mm -hmm. I have someone that loves me. My family loves me. I have fantastic friends. I have a great job that I've worked my ass off to get to. There's no need for me to react the way I did. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like that does have to do with a lot of growth because, like I said, I'm 29. There is no need for me to go to a store if the worker has an attitude to match it. Go on with my day. My life's not miserable. Theirs is. Mm -hmm. They want to act how they want to act because they're upset with something. That's on them. That negative energy is so palpable, isn't oh, yeah. it? And it just like it can really kind of stick to you sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to shake it off. And what like there's this really good book called The Four Agreements. And one of the rules is not to take things personally. And that's something that I think really stuck with me and something that I tried to apply in situations like that is that most of the time these things really don't have anything to do with you. It's something no. that they're struggling with. It's really a, a reflection of how they're feeling on the inside, you know. Exactly. And, you know, I could have been that person one time when I was unhappy years ago, insecure. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just think to myself is I don't want to show myself that way. If I'm having a bad day, it's no one else's problem. Mm -hmm. I just go on with my day and make myself happy and do what I need to do to fix the problem. There's always a solution. You know, I think um, 
one of the things that I'll tell my clients is, you know, what here's what I see people do where they miss the mark. Let's say they wake up in the morning and, you know, they spill a cup of coffee. They're going to have, they have a bad day because of that. And I'll be like, but that was a moment. Yeah. That was one moment that lasted 30 seconds and then you moved on. But somehow they allow that the power to set the tone for the entire day. Oh, yeah. And now they're in a mood. That moment only lasted about 30 seconds or so, but they have to reinforce and recommit their attachment to that idea to maintain a state of mood. Yeah. And guess what, guys? If you do that for long enough, it becomes a personality trait. Yeah. We all know how lovely those are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's really important to like the quicker you can get past these things um, and self-regulate. I should talk about that self-regulation, how to do that. Yeah. Um, but the quicker you can move past that, like you, you, you always want to overcome your environment, I think, because there will always be something in your life that doesn't really go according to plan. And in order for you to have a good day, all of these factors have to be okay. Like that's not very realistic. And you're giving the world a lot of power over you and your internal state of being. Exactly. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit, Kev, because I want to talk about your, you know, what you do for work. Cause it's actually, it's very interesting. Like, I used to do makeup as well. Yeah. Um, uh -uh. I did, yeah, I did. I actually did makeup for billboards when I first moved here. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, that's amazing. Wow. I know, yeah. I don't do makeup like you, Kev, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my one claim to fame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did it for an artist, um, Z La La. She's like underground like Lady Gaga and oh. incredible, but I did her makeup for billboards. And, um, and I will tell you, makeup... Uh, I got into makeup after I got divorced, actually. Oh, and it, it congratulations. Was, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of the best things that ever happened to me. I swear. Uh, <laughs> Same queen. Um, are you divorced? Yes. Okay. Happily. Okay. Greatest thing ever. Okay. I want to talk to you about that. I need to have you on so Let's I can talk go. to you about that. Um, so, but like, it was one of the things that, that really actually healed me. There was something about, and I intuitively knew that I needed to do something creative yeah. and that was that, and, and it made me feel beautiful and, and people will shame you for feeling, for wanting to enhance your physical appearance or oh, yeah. feel beautiful and stuff like that. But I will tell you, man, it really did boost my confidence after dealing with somebody incredibly narcissistic. I needed that. I needed to grow myself again and feel beautiful and that yeah. makeup helped me do it. Tell me a little bit about your makeup journey and how you got into that. Um, so honestly, I was kind of, I grew up as a scene kid. I loved the graphic everything, the dark everything. Um, I could never express myself that way though because of my parents. Mm. Were you so, like gothic or? I tried. My but, sister was gothic. Yeah, no, I tried. I, like scene, I guess, is a little more like out there than yeah. gothic, but I, I was a chubby kid. I couldn't fit into Hot Topic, so I would just wear like <laughs> shit from Target, try okay. to blend in. Okay. But I never was fully there, but I just always loved being artistic. And when like millionaires and all these bands came out, they were so out there and I loved it. So I wanted to be like that. So I started watching videos of Jeffree Star, um, Jacqueline Hill, all those people years ago. Mm -hmm. So it got me in that zone where I was like, I want to try this. And I have a skin condition called vitiligo. So growing up in Can high school. Can you tell school, people a little that? bit about what yeah, that is? Yeah, because I don't yeah. know what that is. So all it is is a loss Michael of pigmentation. Michael Jackson had it, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just a loss of pigmentation. Um, oh. There's medicines and stuff to get it back now, but I'm... 
I love myself. I think it's beautiful. I think it's actually really beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's what? a there's a model that has that, right? Mm-hmm. Winnie Harlow, yeah. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my, and she and she actually does her makeup like around the pigmentation. Yes. I find it so cute that she yeah, does that. It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I think it really it, it is so beautiful, and 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 it's like I think when you're you can embrace it you can really let the beauty shine. They're beautiful markings. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, now, you know, when I was younger, I feel like the reason I started wearing makeup, I'd always buy the LA Colors powder. I love LA Colors! That is the shit. Oh my God! Oh yeah, no, that is the shit. Oh my God. I overdid it a little too bit on the contour shit there. I was like, dude, I was like, that's a little too dark. Oh yeah, no, I'd get it. And there'd just be a line. I remember the Kat Von D shades of the palette. Yes. I would wear the darkest shade just as a line, and I'd be like, oh, I'm so contorted. <laughs> no, it was awful. And I was like, no one told me. Yeah, that's where, like, fuck? Matt was real in, and oh, the yeah. baking. We beat that face all day long. Oh, I, would, I yeah. had eczema, and I baked. I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. Baking is a makeup technique, if you guys don't know, where you, like, put translucent powder oh, on, yeah. you let it sit, and it pops. Oh, yeah, I would never really bake. I'm too lazy for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and honestly, I just... I met a friend back in the day and she was, I, well, at first I started working at Sephora and I did do makeup for film for a little bit nice. in New Mexico. Yeah. I worked for Albuquerque studios just for a little bit and I ended up moving back here. So I was like, I want to embrace the more beauty side of everything and understand it more. So I started working for Sephora and met a good friend there that I had back then. And she was phenomenal at makeup. She could literally draw anything on her eye. It was insane. That inspired me a lot. I was like, you know, I can, I want to do it too, but not copy her, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I want to throw my own twist. So I started doing that and I realized how confident makeup made myself feel. So I go, I want to try more. I want to put myself out there. Did a couple people's makeup back then. I'm so sorry if you ever watched this. It looked like shit and I know it did, but I was trying. <laughs> we yeah. all start somewhere. Yeah. And you know, now it's just. It's like my high. When I see someone after I do their makeup and they're like, oh, my God, I feel so beautiful. I love it. That makes me feel so good inside because, I mean, it's my job. It's my work. You know what I mean? It's like it's not just makeup to me. It's a confidence builder to other people. And I feel like when I see that, it reminds me of myself when I was younger, so insecure, so upset Mm -hmm. with myself all the time that I would try to put makeup on to make myself feel better but not realizing it was giving me a different type of attention and I don't want either of them. Mm-hmm. So one day I just stopped wearing makeup and I my pages were growing insanely. I was getting on every PR you can think of, Kylie, Kylie Cosmetics, Anastasia, all these people. And one day I just got depressed and I said, I can't do this on myself anymore. I'm so tired of the hate. Mm-hmm. So I go, I still want to do it though, but let me do it on other people. Mm. And now I've done Playboy twice. I've done multiple magazine covers and it's rewarding to me because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was over here dancing, bro. I'm like, okay, bitch. Okay. No, you know, it's it's a rewarding feeling just knowing someone's happy with your work. Yeah, I've I'm sure I've had clients that weren't happy with my work back in the day, but I try to reassure them. If there's anything you want to change, you let me know. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make you happy because at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to be walking around with makeup on. And if you feel like you look like shit, you're not going to feel good at all. Like, I want to make sure you're as confident and happy as possible. That's, like, my goal. And that's how I was with myself when I did makeup. That's why it's such a rewarding feeling still to still do it, but I have the negative repercussions of the world saying the F word to me or I'm going to hell or doing all this. I dealt with that for so long. I'd open Facebook and 
I would, it was every day because I was going viral for a little Mike Wazowski eye I did. And Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vogue or someone retweeted it or reposted no. it. No. Yeah, this was like super insane. I was super happy. Oh my God. And I remember, oh my gosh, everyone's grandma, their aunt and uncle, their gonkles, whatever the hell uncle. in the world. <laughs> I was getting messages on messages. And, you know, I should have let it discourage me. But, you know, growing up in your, this, I was like, I think 21. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to build yourself. You're still trying to understand who you, you don't really are. have an identity yet. Yeah, you, you know, don't. you're growing, and yeah. it, there's so much. Um, part of your survival is on social acceptance. Mm-hmm. No, 100. percent right? And if you have people telling you you're doing wrong, eventually your mind's gonna say they're right. I am doing wrong. Yeah. Not realizing they're just fucking miserable, and they have nothing else better to do than stay on social media and bully people. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is, there's they're all grown up fucking adults. <laughs> all grown up adults, like. In their bio, you know, they'll have Bible verses or this or that. And I'm like, or they're nurses, oh, they're I'll doctors, they're everything I'll, under the sun. I'll tell you, I'll I'll get so much judgment from, from oh, yeah. the church, oh. right? And it's like it, it it blows my mind that something so obvious is missed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like <laughs> I totally get what you mean. I, I will tell you, I will tell you this. I've I've met some of the kindest, sweetest people mm-hmm. um, in the lowest of places. Mm-hmm. And I have met, and they're beautiful to me. Yeah. Kindest, like uh, even when I was going into the jails and I was working with girls that had been sex trafficked, they were the most beautiful people on the planet to me. They had the, they had nothing and they were willing to give me everything. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't want your, I don't, I don't want your cookie. They wanted to share their snacks oh. with me. Oh. Because it was all they had, yeah. you know, and I was like, "That's beauty to me." And then, you know, you'll. And then I was raised in the churches as well. Yeah. And I would. I I've got a lot of criticism and left the faith for a period of time because of the judgment that I that received there. Oh, you know, yeah. so I I I understand like what what you're saying and how big of an impact that can have. And like, oh, yeah. what a like, do you feel like you've overcome some of those challenges? Oh, definitely. I it comes back to just loving myself. I mean, I always put God first and then, you know, others second and myself last. That's how I've always been. But I still have enough confidence and strength and faith to get through anything. Mm -hmm. People, you know, like Instagram the other day, for some reason, I was getting thousands of comments of just people going off. And I was like, what the fuck? Who posted Mm -hmm. me? What did I do? Oh, God, what did I do wrong? (laughs) What did I do right? And... I had my we- my moment of weakness where I was going off and I was like, <laughs> let's do this. And then I was thinking, who has time as a grown adult to sit there mm. and comment negative things? Because I was raised, I don't care if it's Khloe Kardashian. I, I mean, I love her, but <laughs> just her as, as an example, she gets thousands of hate comments a day. She's yeah. changed her entire body. She's changed her entire life. Mm-hmm. She's done everything. But people will never be happy because in reality, they are jealous. Yes. The, and it's people might say, I'm not jealous, but... For you to think negatively of someone, negatively, oh, I can't talk, whatever, you know the word. <laughs> but, you know, for you to think that about somebody, there's inner insecurities that you have that's not my projection. problem. It's projection. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. projection. If you have that, that's an inner demon you need to deal with. And I'm not even going to go back and forth with you because you, that's your problem. Because you're right. a waste of time. Yeah, you're a waste of time. It's like, <laughs> I will never see you in my life. Right. I will never talk to you. I will never meet your mother. I will never meet your father. Like, And you don't pay my off. bills. Yeah, you don't pay my bills. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to book me, sure. Come on. <laughs> it's a really, it's a hard thing. It's been, a, it's, it's a hard thing. It's a hard lesson I've had to learn to not defend myself because I'm really fucking good at it. 
Yes. And like, and I like to battle. Me too. <laughs> it's probably my toxic trait. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, um, that's not something that uh, scares me. Um, and and I like the intellect of it as well. Yeah. Um, I like to joust a little bit. Yeah. And then um, when uh, I when I get negative feedback or whatever. What I found myself doing is I want to teach and I and I, I I feel I have to look at myself because I'll feel triggered by it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what's happening with me where I feel the need to respond to this hate or I feel the need to this? And I have to check myself and oh, bring yeah. myself back down. So I'm not perfect at that. That's something that I'm still working on. And I commend anybody who's who's mastered that. I know one day I will be there. Yeah. But, you know, there's that part of you that says, I don't want you to have anything over me. But then... I know that there's this part of you that's like, that's not a person that's going to hear anything you have to say. That's a person that's already made a judgment about you. Oh, yeah. And they might not even believe their own judgment. You know what I mean? <laughs> they might they might True. say that you look so ugly and gross and like, she's really pretty. You know? <laughs> like, no, and you know, I've had friends that I've dropped in the past that would do that. They'd be like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Fuck this bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> I would look at them like, God damn, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, but at the end of the day, like you said, it's projection. It's just it how they feel about themselves. And they hate powerful people that know that they're just strong. Like when I was younger, I was like that. I would see other older gay guys or whoever. And I'd be like, damn, they're so happy. They're so confident. Fuck them. Aww. But now as an adult, I was like, oh my God, I was so sour because I didn't understand who I was. I was upset because they were out of the closet living their life. I while I was still mm-hmm. in. Yeah, you I were... said, yeah, I was in the amour. <laughs> <laughs> I was never in the closet. I, I was in the amour. Okay. I'll clip, please. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know, that's just it. You know, you just can't let the world get to you because if you do, you're going to fail at everything. So right. tell me a little bit about, you know, because you're in a specific kind of niche in, yeah. in the makeup industry. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about, you do a lot of OnlyFans work yeah. and you work with some uh, reality TV stars and some celebrities as well. Yeah. So um, what's like, a, do you have a really like, <laughs> I know we have to be a little careful with this one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk my shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Nobody's trying to get sued over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she couldn't even afford a lawyer. Oh, snap. <laughs> Kevin with the comebacks. Let's go. Um, the shade. We're having a little salty episode today on Pink Pill, aren't we? Um, Loving now, it. But like, you know, you hear, you hear those. I've heard these horror stories that some people experience working with celebrities. And do you have any of those? And you don't have to name the celebrities or anything like that. Name them. But, name but, them. <laughs> So I definitely would, but I am under an NDA for probably 99% of them, which some of them I still love and some of them, you know, can eat a dick, choke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at this point, I felt like I was one of those people where when I'm ride or die, I'm ride or die. I've mm-hmm. always been that way. If you talk shit about my friend or you treat my friend a certain way and that's my friend, you're dead to me. That's yeah. just how I am because like, you know, you're like, loyal. Yeah, my friend Melissa Marie said this a long time ago. Real friends hate the bitches you hate and love the bitches you love. Mm-hmm. And, it, I, and I know it's kind of like hard for some people to understand that because everyone does have their own view on stuff. But I, I kind of lived by that for so long. You know, business never quits, all that stuff. You know, I've just lived by that for so long. And I feel like when my problem was I would keep everything personal instead of just business. Mm. I would become their friend. I'd be like, oh, you you want to hang out? Oh, you need me to watch your stupid ass fucking dog? <laughs> you, you know, you need me to do all this stuff? I would be there because I'm just that person. Yeah. 
you know, and they would use and abuse me to the points where I felt like I was just nothing. You know, I never asked for money. I never asked for any of that stuff. Just love, you know, show me that I'm your friend and not just another person you're using that I see you do with everybody. You were actually working for free. Yeah, I worked a specific client I did have. I worked for free all the time. I will not mention their name or if it's a man or a woman, but I loved this person to death because I just felt like we had a very similar personality. But when it comes to reality TV, you don't really know who the fuck these people are. No. You know, you think these people are crazy on TV, but they're really fucking crazy. They <laughs> like their lives. It's not an act. Yeah, it's <laughs> not an act. Their lives every day consist of drama. Yeah. You know, I would work day and night, dedicate my time, and I would always be pulled into some drama with this person. And oh. if it was with her spouse or with someone else, I would try to be a good friend and just be like, no, like everything's okay. You know, do this, do that. But at the end of the day, they didn't give two fucks about me. They just wanted free fucking makeup because I was good. Mm-hmm. Uh. They wanted to claim th- this is what a lot of celebrities and influencers, whatever the hell you call them nowadays, what they do is they like to own people. Mm. They like to say, no, that's my makeup artist. No. Oh, you can only use him, but he's mine. Remember they're mine. And I'd be like, bitch. Oh, wow. Oh, that's what I didn't Taylor did. Swift and K- Katy Perry have like a little bit of that. That those are my dancers. Those yeah, are my ba- so. It was the same kind of vibe, right? It's weird because it's like, okay, even if someone is a dancer or a makeup artist, hairstylist, chef, they're not yours. You are right. paying them, yes, if you are getting paid, which I know a lot of these people do work for trade, which mm-hmm. is bullshit because, and don't do that because I don't give a fuck if it's a shout out. There's no clout at the end of the day. Yeah. People claim that, oh, you'll get clout, you'll get clout, you'll get clout. Yeah, two followers and no one that's going to book me, but I'm mm. wasting hundreds of dollars on my product on your face for what? Mm. Wow. Well, okay. So that's a really good point, actually, for like mm. any aspiring makeup artists out there. Like, oh, how yeah. do you grow then and how do you get clout and how do you navigate a situation like that so that you can build your business? Because that is encouraged to trade and do oh, these yeah. things and do clout. And and models, you know, you guys get the same thing. It's like, oh, trade this. Like, oh, we'll yeah. take pictures here, do that. Right. So, yeah. so how do you grow authentically? I think growing authentically is going through the trials and tribulations that I personally went through, which is going through the free trials of doing this for $50 for doing this for nothing. Because at the end of the day, these people are like predators in my opinion. Some of them, not all like people with power are like that. Um, I feel like they prey on the people that need the clout that need recognition because they're just starting, they're trying their hardest. And unfortunately the person that I was talking, talking about, they found someone that had no followers, no nothing. And as I guarantee you, they're going to do what they did to me. They promised them the world. I remember having a phone call with this person and, oh my God, I, I can get you, you know, to 10,000 followers in two days. I can do like, I am that bitch. I am this person. And I, at the end, I, I fell for that because I was weak. I was like, oh my gosh, this person's on TV or they were on TV and now they're irrelevant, but like, it's still cool. But you fall for it because you're like, I just want to be successful. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, after I learned my lesson, I'm very stern. You have to be stern. You have to set your boundaries with these people because if you don't, they will run you to the fucking wall. Mm. And they don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, you're replaceable. Anyone's going to want to work with them because they're this person. But not knowing what you went through, these people will fucking pick that up in two seconds. Mm -hmm. I had someone I met the other day and she was just doing hair on someone I was doing makeup on. And she goes, OMG, look look who hit me up. And it was a client I'm talking about. Mm. I looked at her and I never, I still try not to talk negative about this person because, you know, they, 
did have a lot of love and like I loved them. They were a great person at the for like two days. But like, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I told the girl, I was like, I don't want to talk negative. I know you're excited, but don't do it. And she was like, why? And I go, because this person will use and abuse you and get mad at you if you don't do as they say. Mm-hmm. And no one should be worked by that. If you're a freelance artist or freelance model, freelance anything, you're your own boss. There is no way these people should be able to talk down to anybody. If they talk down to you, I mean, fuck them. Tell them, hey, I don't need you. You don't need me. I mean, Because at the end of the day, they need you. You don't need them. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that, especially with this person. Yeah, we went to California. We did these big shows. We did this. We did that. Did I get recognition for any of that? Mm. For fucking slaying this person and making sure that they're happy and confident? No, I got told, record me now. Get behind the scenes now. And I'd be like, okay, okay, of course, of course, of course. I get, you know, I got you. Do you feel like after having gone through that experience and some other experience that you've stepped into your power more, that you've been able to set better boundaries? Because, you know, if you don't set boundaries, other people set them for you. Like we have to, and you know, it's a common phrase, but we teach people how to treat us, right? Like you tolerated a lot of nonsense. Oh yeah. You know? And then it looks, it looks, it sounds like you've gotten to a point where you're just like, I'm never going to do that again. Honestly, you know, I think part of the industry is sometimes you do have to do things just to get your foot in the door Mm -hmm. as far as a promo shoot or anything. So I'm not against free work. I'm against being overly used to the point where you don't care. Well, look, there's a difference between, look, even free work, there's an understanding and there's still an agreement or an arrangement, even if it's free. There's a trade. It's different when, but there's still a concept called the abuse of power. And you can misuse your authority and you can misuse your celebrity and you can leverage that against people. And that is unhealthy. Yeah, I had this specific client, again, going back to them, that said the only reason you're doing people on TV, the only reason you're doing 90 Day Fiance or Playboy is because of me. Oh, so she was trying to take credit for all your hard work. Yeah, and I'm like, bitch, the reason you found me is because I did Playboy. (laughs) Don't try to come around and act like you're building my future Mm -hmm. when you don't even have a career. So manipulative that, you know, where they try to flip it on you. Oh, yeah, and if I wasn't there, I'd be And it's like, be great, and they, like, giving you absolutely nothing and then say, thank me for it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That person would do that. I remember one time they went to give me uh, impressions of vanity. Oh, I they, have that. Yeah, they were like, hey, we're getting a new one. The company's sending it to us. She was like, I'll give it to you for your birthday. Okay. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. Yeah, those things are like two grand. Yeah, her spouse ended up trying to sell me it. <gasps> and I was like, damn, you all got hard piggyback on everything that you are saying? Because I'm like, yeah. I've met these influencers. I've dated celebrities. I've done all that. I swear on everything. Everything that he's saying is like, you are a celebrity, but the reason why you're asking for free shit is because at the end of the day, you're still broke. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. these influencers yeah. have a lot of followers, but it doesn't mean they have a lot of money. That's so true. It's also, so true. Also, it undermines, okay? It undermines your talent. Yeah. yeah. They're contacting you. you. That's because you're bringing value to yeah. the table and value might not necessarily need to be reciprocated monetarily oh, if yeah. you agree not to right but it should be always reciprocated with respect there should be there should be an equal exchange even 100%. if it's not money to money or yeah. this to that you know, at, at least respect the, exactly respect is the biggest thing i think in any industry if you respect each other you're gonna work harder you're exactly. gonna show them more of what well you're i think have. if you just i look i think 
all all good business is based on relationship. You're yes. going to get absolutely nowhere if you don't know how to build relationships with people oh, yeah. and be like like likable people have to like you in order to really kind of move forward and want to work with you exactly because look like you can you can i can have one person applying for this job and this time and i'm going to take the one that i like and you ever hear that expression it's about who you know yes it is it's about who you know a lot of Mm -hmm. times you know and that will get your foot in the door it won't keep you there a lot of times but it's definitely it's super important so Mm -hmm. how we build relationships with people how we treat people it's super important you know, and not just not just professionally, but just consistently, you know, it's like you want to be kind across the board. Like you can yeah. only fake the funk for so long. Oh, yeah. And that's I feel like what a lot of these people do is anything with relevance. If their post goes viral, oh, they, they're back in the limelight. They're back there. Oh, they're back God. in. They're back in. I'm like, OK, but did you see the comments? You dumb fuck. <laughs> Everyone is talking about you. In a negative way because you gave them that. God, that just, you, you know, know, I just, there's nothing about that that seems appealing to me. It yeah. really, I think celebrity is so overrated. I really do. So I, is, bro. I just, I've had celebrity clients as well that I've worked with and um, they're not really that happy. No. You know, and a lot of, a lot of people... Like none of, there's nothing outside of you that's going to make you happy. There are things that can provide temporary satisfaction. Okay, but here's the thing with needing more, 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 more. It's never enough. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's never, never enough. It's no. never going to fill up your cup. It's more, 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 more is only going to make you need more, 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 more. It's intrinsic value that really brings happiness. It's shared experiences with other people yeah. that brings happiness. It's it's healing. It's forgiveness. It's these are the thing healthy relationships, setting boundaries. These are the things that give you happiness. And and honestly, this this one I don't really hear. Here's one here's one thing. You're doing it. I've done it. This has brought me a lot of joy. Giving out of my own need. Yeah. So when I wasn't getting like when I didn't feel love, I would give love. When I didn't want to do something, I would do it. it. It's doing it in spite of how you feel. And for whatever reason, it seemed to break something every time I did that, something bigger than me. Um, and so that was a really powerful lesson. I like that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, we're kind of coming to a close uh, right now. But I want to, I, you know, I want to ask, Kevin, for anybody that's, do you have any kind of final thoughts, any any message you want to send to either makeup community lgbt community any any takeaways that you feel you could leave our viewers with don't care what anybody says if you lead your life the happiest you want to live it i don't care if it's your mom your dad your grandma anybody in this world if you're genuinely happy stay that way if you want to do something do it because if you're going to have you know any advice from anybody they're going to tell you not to do it Mm -hmm. if you just do it you're never going to know so if you're living life based on every, what everybody else wants, you're not really pursuing your own dreams. You're living for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the worst things you could ever do because you never will be happy. Well, that is sound advice. Great advice. Kevin, tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> can we get a close up, please? No. Casually <laughs> on Instagram. Sorry, I know my head looks bigger. Love no, it. I am casually uptight on Instagram. Um, I got that blue check because I work for it. Anyway. Okay, okay, Glam, <laughs> But yeah, if you know any glam, I always have fun. I'm very creative, so if anybody wants to have fun, just glam and whatever. DM me. And I can tell you, he really is talented. He did Thank beat you. my face today, um, and made me look like Kim K <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> 
Um, but Kevin, it was a pleasure having you thank on. You. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Pink Pill. Until next time. <laughs>